Hello and welcome to another episode of Words With Myself. A lot of people, including myself, talk about the importance of using your intuition, of listening to your gut. And as someone who tends to be, and always has tended to be, an overthinker, I can understand how difficult the implementation of this can be. Because how do you know when to listen to your gut? How do you know what is your intuition telling you that this is the right thing to do or this is the wrong thing to do? And how do you know when you're being overly anxious or paranoid and overthinking the situation? Because any time that you do something that is scary and challenging and difficult and outside of your comfort zone, you're going to have this voice that tells you that you're not good enough, you're not strong enough, you're not smart enough. All of these doubts and insecurities are going to manifest. And if you listen to those, that is not listening to your gut, but rather listening to your anxiety, listening to those overthinking thoughts. And how do you then differentiate between that anxiety and the intuition? I pondered on this for quite some time and I came to an answer and that answer I had to sit with and understand and I've been working with this and analysing my own behaviour and thought patterns and I came up with this theory and I wanted to see if the theory was correct and after about a year of analysis and understanding I can safely say that I think at least anecdotally for myself, that my theory has been proven correct. And when speaking with friends and loved ones and people who have a similar tendency to overthink like I do, they have all confirmed that this theory has also applied to themselves. And I think that now I'm almost certain that this is universally true and it can be used as a method of identifying and differentiating between anxiety and intuition. And the theory goes like this, it's very simple. Intuition is definitive. It makes statements. Your intuition will tell you something like, this is the wrong thing to do. I've got a bad feeling about this, and this is not what you should be doing. Or it could be, I should really go for this. This is the thing that I should be doing. They are statements. They are not questions. They are do's or don'ts. And you have a strong pull in a single direction. And then the anxiety will be normally after that. And it will be in forms of questions. It will be, oh, what if this happens? What if I'm not good enough? What if I'm not strong enough? What if I'm not capable? These doubts have to be formed as questions. Anxiety has to live in a state of uncertainty. Because as we spoke about in the last two episodes, anxiety relates to control. And when you can control something, you can form an outcome. You can choose what happens. And our anxiety is at its highest when we can't control the outcome where there are too many variables that are outside of our control and it leads to an unpredictable circumstance that most likely have unfavourable outcomes. And this is why anxiety has to exist and intrude your mind as a question 
because it has to relate to this lack of control and this lack of certainty. It's all doubt. It's all what happens if this happens or what if this doesn't happen. It's all questions. And those questions target the uncertainty. They choose, They you know the outcome you don't want to happen. You know that either uh, I, I'm, I don't want to fail this exam or lose this thing or do this thing and be injured or whatever it is that you're worried about happening. You know what outcome you're worried about. And it's almost like your subconscious latches onto that and starts asking all of these doubtful questions around that situation. Like, oh, you know, you know this worst case scenario. What if it happens? You know, what if this happens and this happens and leads to this? You know, what if you get embarrassed? What if it happens in front of your family? What if it happens in public? Like All of these things, and they're all questions. They all choose to target your insecurities. Whereas intuition is never like that. Intuition isn't doubting yourself or it doesn't come from a place of insecurity. Your intuition comes from a place of certainty of I have a gut feeling or I feel like I know what the right thing to do is. It might not be so certain you're like this is absolutely what I should do with not a shadow of a doubt but that doubt comes from the anxiety and that doubt comes from you not trusting your intuition because as soon as you really hone in your intuition and you feel it like as soon as you have this kind of almost reflexive reaction to when your intuition says to do something the quicker that you can action upon what your intuition says the less window that anxiety and doubt has to start manipulating you and then you get into this state where your intuition says to do something and you just don't question it you do it immediately because you learn that that intuition is there for you. It's there to serve you. And I don't know about you, have a think. I can't think of a single time that myself or anyone I know has truly said, I'm going to trust my gut and regretted it. I can't think of a single time. Every time that I have an intuitive thought and I follow it, I think, oh, thank God I had that feeling. I'm so glad I listened to my gut. And when I go against it, I think I knew that was wrong. I knew I shouldn't have done that. I don't know why I chose to do that, even though in my gut, I knew it was wrong. And I have a good example of this. Even just last week, I sat an exam and it was one of the biggest exams of my professional career. And I was really not overly confident but I just had this gut feeling that everything was going to be okay, that I was going to pass and that I knew I had done an exorbitant amount of preparation and I dedicated a considerable amount of time to doing the work in order to be ready for the test and I just felt secure and confident in my preparation. And I had this thing where I had to revise and I wanted to go over the material again once more, like a once over over all my notes. And I thought it was going to take a lot less time than it did. I thought I was going to be able to do it in a day or two. But it actually took me three days. And then I said to myself, I want to do a practice exam before I sit the real exam. And I'd already sat a number of practice exams, but I was like, I want to do one more before the practice, before the real exam. And I had spent three days and it was the day before the exam. 
and I thought, okay, I don't really want to do the practice exam today, but I know that I said that I was going to do it, so I have to do it. You know, I had this like idea that I'd committed to the idea of doing a practice exam, so I must do it. But on the day, on the Wednesday, just the day before the exam, everything was like, I was going over the material and then I finished it at like 5 p.m. And I was like, oh, f- after 5 p.m. Now it's a bit late, like in the evening and then my test is in the morning. I don't really want to be like stressing myself out too much. And then what if I don't do very well on the practice exam and then it rocks my confidence for the real exam and all of these things were like I I just felt like it wasn't the right thing to do but because I had said that I was gonna do it I thought okay you know I'm, I'm gonna do it I'm gonna do it I'd had this thought that I'd like committed to it and I had to do it so I revised all day and then quickly went to the gym and then come back home and now it was like seven o'clock and I had to do the practice exam and I sit down on the sofa and I pull out my phone to do the practice exam on it and my phone runs out of battery. And I think, oh, for God's sake, like, why can't this just work? I need to do the practice exam. And I put my phone on charge. And even just then, when I put my phone on charge, I thought, oh, this is probably a sign from the universe saying I shouldn't be doing it. And even then I ignored it. And then I took my phone uh, after it had had a little bit of charge. And I started going through the practice questions. And the app crashed halfway through. and when I loaded it back up, it gave me my results, but only for a portion of the exam. And on the practice exam, I hadn't done very well. And I thought, I knew that was going to, I spoke it out loud. I said that that was what was going to happen. And of course, I made my own reality. I made it happen. And then I was looking at that and I just thought, it did, do you know what? It didn't even affect my confidence this time. It didn't even bother me because I knew that was going to happen. And I, my gut told me not to do it. And my gut was saying that, the exam was going to be okay and that I had done enough prep and I needed to stop worrying about it, turn up on the day and get it done. And instead of doing that, I kept shoving that down and then saying, no, do more prep, do more practice tests. And then, of course, it went the way I expected. So the next morning I wake up and I think I, I still have that in my head now. I'm like, oh, I didn't do very well on the practice exam yesterday. And I was like, no, it's going to be okay. I go for a walk in the morning. I clear the air. I go for a walk, I come back home, I go and I do the exam and I pass. And it just was such a a great affirmation of all of this. Like I knew my gut was telling me that the right thing to do was to relax, let my mind rest and go to bed and get an early start for the morning. And yet the anxiety was saying, what if you haven't covered enough material? What if you haven't gone over something? What if you've missed something? What if in one of the practice questions, it tells you something that you're weaker on or something that you haven't revised enough on and you can do that tomorrow morning? And all of this anxious questioning came into my mind and I listened to the doubt. I didn't listen to my gut. I didn't trust my gut until the next morning. And in the next morning, it actually, in a way, it gave me more confidence because my gut was telling me that I was going to be okay and that I was going to pass the exam. And my gut yesterday said, don't do the practice exam. And I didn't listen to it then. So today I'm going to listen to it and I'm going to listen to my gut. And it says that I'm going to pass the exam. So I'm just going to have faith in that. And I did. And I passed. And I just took away from it such a big lesson that was like, it's time to let go of that doubt. It's time to stop listening to my intuition. 
And it made me rethink about this theory, about how to differentiate. Because it's not always clear in the time. It's not always, you know, picture perfect about this intuition's like screaming loud and clear that this is the right thing to do. Sometimes the intuition is very subtle and the anxiety is very loud. But as long as you can remember that your intuition is making statements, it's sure of itself, and you know the direction it's leading you, and your anxiety is trying to make you doubt yourself, it's posing questions in order to make you self-conscious and question your decisions and think that you're making mistakes. As long as you're able to take a step back and see these two processes going on concurrently and say, I see this one, this one's the doubt, and my intuition is saying this is going to be the right way to go, or or this is something to be avoided, and always listen to the intuition, because I'm certain you will never regret it. Thank you for listening.